Okay, we're back, Constantly Varied, episode six, and we're between two game days. We've just had an amazing weekend here in Santry and in Dunlear, and we look forward to another huge weekend, Selbridge, Nace, Smithfield. So timing's perfect. We get to kind of look back and see what went well, and maybe have a few tips for people who are going into it this weekend. Lots to talk about. Um, and what's more exciting is we're a team of three today. I've got James Rankin here as usual, and Elaine Matthews, who are done here. <laughs> so um, let's just dive in. Let's start with our usual thing, training check-in. James Rankin, how's training going? Right up until game day. So good. So, so good. Um, I've been really consistent, got my three days a week in. Game day then went off pretty good for me. I was going to say without a hitch, but there was a hitch. Um, it went pretty well. I've not trained this week yet. I'm feeling, I'm sucking to sleep with all the heat. <laughs> I keep moaning to you about it. I'm suddenly becoming very conscious of it. But otherwise, yeah, pretty pretty phenomenal. It's only Wednesday, right? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to train today either. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but not Monday, not Wednesday. Maybe Friday. Maybe week. Friday, yeah. get back on the horse. I think that's allowed. I think like Saturdays, the Saturday kind of takes it out of us as well, right? 100%. Like from a physical point of view and an emotional point of view. And you always get that little bit of a crash, which, yeah, is, massively. which is to be expected. I think doing like doing game day so i have my own expectations that i want to meet but then all my people and that was the most stressful part too. so trying to manage them and then also being conscious of what i oh, that was, yeah, the was a big bit. day yeah it was big, a big day. day deadly okay i'll go next um so my train's all over the place lots going on so i'm just trying to grab sessions here there and everywhere it can be a class it can be 20 minutes at the back of the gym whatever it is just to keep myself moving until I find some consistency again. Hopefully, towards the end of this week, next week, I'm back on the horse. But at the moment, I'm just, it's damage control. And that's <laughs> and that's fine with me because, you know, sometimes you can give up during these periods and then it costs you when you try and get back to it. So uh, that's where I'm at. Elaine, how's the training going? Very similar story for myself. Up until game week rather than game day, um, things were going pretty well. But last week, definitely um, the control freak organization um person inside of me would not let me train <laughs> uh, sorry train effectively so um so all the organization again they just yeah, trying to get it right just trying to get it right that took up all my mental capacity um so yeah helping all the people all yes. of my people um and yeah that was my focus this week i've trained once yesterday was a quite a sad session of back squats <laughs> and i can feel it in my legs today um so yeah hopefully but your training the week, has been going well in general right exactly I, i'm very consistent i get my five days a week in um which will help me get back to it uh, next week so yeah there's nothing wrong with having a bit of a lull this week and um, bit of damage control as you said and back on it next week okay deadly deadly okay well let's let's move on then to game day let's have a look back and i think you know this stage of the week we get a bit of reflection on what went well and i think people probably have a bit of a few lessons to take into their next one in three months time yeah uh, but i think now we have an opportunity to help some people coming up this saturday we've got three gyms all hitting it and they're doing their game week prep at the moment so uh you know with these it's our first time doing a game day and um, you never really know how it's going to go until you're actually there and you get to solve problems on the fly. So we all probably have a few tips that we can we took away for the next time and for these people. So um, i tell you what, I'll just go first and then I'll let you two chime in. So um, the first thing I noticed, one of my favorite parts of the whole day was that 
it wasn't it never turned into a competition day and it was yeah. a big goal right that we didn't want to let it spill into being uh, just competitive it's a hard thing to manage as well isn't it because if we go too far away from that then it just turns into like a token training day and people are like oh just show up and not try but we want the performance element without the and I think that's what happened yeah. I think people really gave it everything for their own performance but they weren't overly concerned with comparing themselves to everyone else and that's what we were really hoping to achieve in the in the weeks leading up to it and I was delighted with that it's not like people were not checking where they how they were doing and not seeing where they were stacking up and that really motivates some people but it, it didn't spill out into the atmosphere it didn't turn into how's she doing how's he doing i need to beat somebody people are focused on their own performance and that was really amazing so i think if we can keep that mindset going into this weekend it's it's a good thing i'd say in terms of like if you're going to have a a lesson that might make it better is about getting a little bit prepared and informed it's definitely uh some people got on the floor and you can see the stress hitting them like oh my god i'm out here there's people watching what the hell and they kind of they weren't thinking about it too much until i got there and then it hit them all at once and i think uh one way to minimize that because we want a bit of that right we want some performance anxiety that's part of the point but we want a small dose of it that we can handle i think the, the best way to minimize the dosage of it is to just go in and be informed of what's going on on the day it's less variables to figure out so if there's a video that comes out from your coaches if there's an email it's like just read it like take the 10 minutes to think or watch it and they are not because we've put some thought into it we, we have <laughs> but they're not made for entertainment and we're, we're used to being entertained on these bloody platforms and then we go oh we have to sit in there and listen to the hip needs to get below the knee it's worth it because you do come away feeling like okay now i know what i'm getting into and now i can just focus on what i'm trying to do myself so I think um, those 10 minutes you'll spend thinking about it, listening and asking a few questions, have a bit of a plan maybe, would be uh, time well spent this week. I think it'll make your day more enjoyable. So that's that's my tip. James, have you got something for them? Yeah, I've kind of gone the other end with that. So I'm thinking of the overthinkers. So the people who were so prepared, it's like A, B, C for the lift. And then Jackie, I do this and this time, that and that time and so on and so on. And as an overthinker, that's exactly how I want to approach those things. And I always try and remove myself from it. So I don't plan anything at all then. So I just go from one extreme to the other. And what I kind of, I did quite well this time was I had a plan without being like a total slave to it. So I, I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was like, there's all these other variables going on today. I was super stressed as a coach at the weekend. So I was like, these are my people and they have to do good. And if they don't do good, I'm like, I'm going to cry a little bit. Never mind my fucking performance. So I had that. And so going into the cleaning jerks, I had a plan. Mostly stuck to it. Almost went my way. Didn't quite. But without getting overly upset about it, I was like, I had a minimum and a, like a, I approached the cleaning jerk with, here's what I'd love, love, love to hit. Here's best case scenario. And then here's the best worst case scenario that I'd be happy with. So at a minimum lift. So you had a range. A range. Yeah, and I think having that yeah. range yeah. gives me the room to, I have a plan, but if a plan doesn't go to plan, I'm fine. And then the same thing with Jackie, where I had a, a general idea of I wanted to do this, this, and this. And then Christopher just had a quiet word in my ear before I did it. And I kind of went, oh, you're so right. 
So I was like, I wanted to do a, a two minute per 500 row, which would have got me off in four minutes. I wanted to do the 50 thrusters, 35 and 15, and then try going broken in the pull-ups. I ended up doing a 150 f uh, 157 row for the whole thing, which is only a little bit quicker, but it's six seconds. Unbroken on the thrusters, way faster than I thought I should have, and then unbroken on the pull-ups. Amazing. I was like, oh, that plan was about 60 seconds slower if I had a stuck to it. Yeah, way too conservative. Way too conservative. You were able for more than this. So well. I think some people, there's an element of if your training's been going well and it's been going really consistent, have a plan. But if in the middle of it, you start feeling better, run with the feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I think having that flexibility in your thinking is the key. Yeah. Uh, and I saw lots of people um, do the exact same, same thing. They had an, an opener planned and they hit it in the warm up and then they went above it in the warm up and they were like, oh, this actually feels amazing. And then they were a step ahead already. Their opener was their planned second lift. And then they got pure on the second lift, pure on the third lift. Yeah. So they had more in them than they thought. I also think it's important to point out that we're not robots. And some days we know our numbers and then we go in and we don't feel it. Yeah. And and we might have to say, well, today is not the day for the plan. Now I have to come back a few kilos in my start and accept that today's not going to be full on what I wanted. But at least I'll hit my three lifts and I'll get most of what I wanted. So I think flexibility is key. Yeah, it's a great shout. Okay, Elaine Matthews, what are you thinking? Um, so mine's more specifically to your warm up and your uh, build towards the the lift. And um, we're used to coming in for a class, and your coach guides you through everything. The coach helps you with your build up. They prep you. They prime you. Um, but on game day, it's more of a um self led warm up. Uh, there's a set amount of time in a warm up area which will be communicated to you before the day. Um, so use that time wisely. Get moving through your warm up. Yes, it's great to catch up with your friends, but it is a performance at the end of the day. So you want to get yourself in the best position possible um, to hit that PB. And then you see so the set amount of time in the warm up area and then you uh, get to go through to another area to build to your workout weight. Um, I want to say two different things here. Be selfish. Don't be too selfish, okay? There's a limited amount of bars in that area. Uh, so share with <laughs> your pals. It's a great show. Be selfish, but don't be... Uh, don't be an asshole yeah thank you Jamie I wasn't sure if we're like cursed on this uh, <laughs> podcast uh, but use your time wisely in that build up um, you're not you're not in a class but build like you are in a class you wouldn't get one or two uh, heavy lifts and then expect to get a PR uh, so build build use your time wisely and do you know something something I've noticed about the more experienced athletes over the years one of the big skills that they develop is warm up room etiquette because warm rooms are the most stressful places in the world when you go to an outside competition yeah. because there's all these athletes and they're peacocking they're walking around trying to show everybody how strong they are they're trying to build themselves up and it can be it can become a bit of an intimidating environment if you're not used to it and there's people who just walk straight up and they are assholes they'll just take a bar they'll just throw the 25s on right away no one else can can use it then and then you, you're forced to go and like muscle in a bit the really good athletes are the ones who make friends in a warm-up area. They're chatting, they're trying to stay relaxed, and they're working cooperatively in warm-up. Yeah. And I think the cooperation is the, the absolute key. We all know each other. It's not a competition day. We're not there to intimidate. But then we also have to assert. We also yeah. have to say, actually, I need to start a bit lighter than this. Do you mind if I strip it back? And then I'll help you build it back up again. Or if you're warming up with, with two people who are lifting way lighter, you don't want to be the asshole say, I have to throw on the 25s. But it's just about communicating. I'm going to throw these on and I'll strip them back off, if you don't mind. And 
the more you communicate them the stress goes away the effectiveness comes up i think it's a great shout managing yourself through that and not make sure you get what you came for which is your warm-up it's really important selfish not too selfish i love that yeah that's perfect absolutely um okay so i think overall um just to give a huge general shout out to everyone who showed up signed up competed uh with them with their own goals and made sure that they um put themselves under a bit of pressure and then went out and gave it their all i think so many wins too many to mention obviously but um it was just a, a, a magical day i thought um the vibe here in Santry, I didn't make it to the only vibe here in Santry was just amazingly um, just relaxed and fun and social and it's exactly what we'd hoped for. So I uh, just want to thank everyone for showing up with that energy. And just on uh, Dunlear, we it was our first kind of event in-house. Um, the We were all very nervous. Uh, we were so nervous. We were texting each other all week what are you wearing what are you eating what are you you know really supporting each other but the vibes on the day were uh just uh, just amazing the men descended on the barbecue after the workout same here yeah i was so stressed about i can't meet chris and hannah we can't cook what are we gonna do uh but there was no need to worry um it was just from from start to finish a huge shout out to the denier crew they were amazing yeah brilliant we get to do it all again this weekend i cannot wait uh, three gyms hitting it so best of luck to everyone who is looking forward to it over the next few days get yourself planned out and then just go and enjoy the day it's meant to be fun the point is it's a you know it drives training and then we go and get to have some fun on game day so um good luck to everybody this weekend uh we'll come back and review it all then in, in next week yeah okay Right, so let's let's talk about um, the other events going on. We've got a couple of things to mention. This one we talked about a couple of episodes ago, James. Uh, the Boo Breakfast. Yeah, we breakfast. floated the idea. Yeah, that's right. So now we so have. It's coming to fruition now. It is. Hooray! We have dates, we have times, and we have a way to sign up. So, it is now officially happening on July first, which is a Saturday. Um, we've had to push it back a week for for various reasons, but July first is the date. It happens at 11 o'clock in the Dillon Hotel, and um, we have 24 spots available. Is that a be there at 11, or kickoff is at 11, so be there at half 10? I think we're go we're aiming to have people in the room at 11 and settling in. Cool. Okay, so yeah, at 11 would be good to be there. And you know, if you're not used to parking in the city and all that, maybe give yourself a bit of extra time so yeah. it can be relaxed. This is meant to be the most chilled out, relaxed, enjoyable morning of uh, nice food, nice coffee, a good conversation. So uh, if, if that's what you're interested in, you should keep an eye out for it. We're releasing sign up um, tomorrow, that's Thursday evening, and it's gonna go on Wattify on the workout of the day. So uh, there'll be a link there. If you're interested, you just sign up. If you're one of the first 24 to sign up, you'll get an offer then to go and confirm your spot. And that'll be within a few days. Um, we're going to have like a a set menu that Dylan have put on a lovely breakfast menu for us. So you'll have a few options on it. It's somewhere between 20 and 25 euros. I think that's the, the sort of range of cost. We just have to get that final confirmation on that. So um, we'll uh, then on the day, we'll have basically settle in with coffee, get the food orders, and we'll have a topic to discuss. Myself and Jose are working on topics. Something philosophical something about life something about ourselves and we're going to got three goals with the discussion number one 
we're interested in like it's topics that are interesting to discuss just ideas so it's just to be interested the second thing then is to learn about the people who you're chatting to and we found this with our um coaches coffee we started doing this here we bring an idea and we all were interested but then we found out lots about each other through our answers to these yeah. questions i think that's the coolest part and then this third thing you get to know yourself a bit you get to reflect on how you actually feel about these topics and maybe some of your patterns that are not that obvious to yourself and it's important to note on this as well you don't need like any pre-philosophy knowledge or experience or learning around it it's let me tell you i i'm i'm so uninformed in this topic i'm just <laughs> really interested like super interested every time it comes up it just captures me and i want to think and talk more about it but i'm by no means an expert uh jose is way more read on this that, than i am and we're not coming at this like a philosophy debate or discussion it's a it's much more around um how do we all relate to ideas and if you're interested in that you should think about signing up we'll have a like an initial discussion and then we'll have breakfast we'll all have food and then we'll have another one after so it's roughly two two and a half hour event start to finish is what we're aiming for in a nice room in the dylan hotel uh, so if you're interested keep an eye on that thursday even 6 p.m it'll come out with the workout okay so that's blue breakfast you'll see it on social media as well for more info you can drop us a message and then pa is organizing this cool cycle in ring of kerry they're cycling ring kerry on june 24th it's coming around pretty quickly so if you feel like a trip uh down to the kingdom and the big long i don't know it's like 180 kilometers or something like that it's a nice long i'd say at least that yeah is it something like that? Yeah. It's it's a long cycle. Um, but you'd be Cycling well able shorts for at the ready. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but get in touch with Pa if you're interested for details. Um, I know that there's a bit of a Boa crew heading down yeah. with him already. So if that sounds like you'd be interested in it, um, let them know. So it's June 24th. So that's our event. Let's do a quick check-in on what we're um, watching, watching, listening to, reading, anything like that. So um elaine elaine you're going first i know you don't want to hear <laughs> so let's go um with either listening or reading have you got anything that you that you're reading or listening to at the moment? guys i am the realist on this podcast <laughs> and i listen to vogue and joanne my therapist ghosted me it's my guilty pleasure uh i really struggle to switch off uh so i just like to listen to mindless uh, chatter. What is it? Oh, do you not know them at all? So Joanne McNally is a comedian. And Vogue Williams is a influencer. Yeah, and she right. owns a tanning brand. So you'd love her, Jamie. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, so, and they just talk absolute and utter crap for an hour. And they get readers' questions about their, you know, boyfriends ghosting them. So it's it's like funny. It's just funny. It's lighthearted. They, you know, uh, talk about whatever's going on in the media. It's just something to clear my head on my drive home. Um, and so yeah, I just laugh. Give me the name of that again. My therapist ghosted me. Yes. My therapist ghosted so jo- the me. The story, right. the, the name of the podcast came about because Joanne McNally's, uh, she was seeing a therapist and she was just that off the charts. That is funny. That he, he had to get rid of her. <laughs> so he ghosted her. So um, I can't tell you much more than that it's very different every week and uh, they just talk about their life and it's hilarious i will give it a try i will send you a good episode to listen oh, to yes please do i like uh, that i like the title that is a good title yeah 
Um, <laughs> so they take readers' questions, which we I think we should you should do here as well. Readers, oh, in Re- here, yeah, yeah. I, think I thought you were saying we should send them one. No, okay. no. <laughs> Don't know where to start with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, readers' questions. Yeah, okay, deadly. I think that's you describe that as a bubblegum podcast, isn't that what you call bubblegum? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Okay, deadly, James. Uh, reading or listening, your choice. Oh, they're the only two I have today, really. Um, I've started backlog listening to Simon Sinek, A Bit of Optimism. I love A Bit of Simon Sinek. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. And, and his podcast is called A Bit of Optimism. Uh, he released one yesterday, Tuesday, Wednesday, called A Life of Meaning with a man who wrote the, the name of the same book. Uh, and just it's a 30-minute podcast where they talk about this guy's obviously wrote a book about building a life of meaning and they they talk around that and simon always throws in like elements of optimism to it and how it benefits it it's just like a super interesting quite deep listen but it never feels like hard work you know sometimes those podcasts where it goes deep it feels like you need to pause and go after it where simon has this really good knack of things that i i love listening to where it isn't that, hard that's part of his skill isn't yeah. it he he makes it an idea so consumable and you know do you know where i think it comes from he's untrained in all of this stuff he just wrote a book and he just did a ted talk and he, he didn't have any experience around it so he was saying i listened to one with him recently actually where he was the guest and he was talking about he went to rewrite rewrite um find your why because when he reads it now, he's like, oh, the spelling's atrocious, the grammar's atrocious, I can articulate the answers better. But the, his publisher was like, yeah, that's what made it so fucking good, though. Because yeah. it's just you, it's it's nice and simple, like no overthinking. It's honest and relatable, right? 100%. Yeah. So his podcast in general, but the most recent episode, Life of Meaning, is really interesting. Yeah, he's brilliant. I, I listened to uh, an interview with him myself recently, and what was most surprising was he said he re- he's read like two books in his whole life he has um adhd is it adhd yeah he can't sit down and concentrate on things right unless he's like super into it so i thought that was really uh, a brave thing to admit for an author uh, you know <laughs> and because that's quite a thing to say and he's so smart and he's um he just seems like a guy who probably reads 100 books a week you know he kind of comes across like that and for him to to say that um to someone like me who's so slow at reading and i always feel like man if i could just read a little bit quicker or a bit more often and then i go okay but he's doing okay he finds other ways to to educate himself finds other ways to become really good at something and i thought that was quite reassuring <laughs> he um he is a a good circle around him too himself adam grant and Brene brown are really good friends and they've done a podcast on each of each other's podcast with the three of them on it and they have a conversation so whenever they're on adam's podcast he leads the questions on brene's she leads questions and then on simon he That's leads questions and it was a really cool idea but he he talked about that on that where he's like i don't read very often he's like, i want all my ideas off you guys and he has other people in his life then that he does the same thing with yeah brilliant okay so sorry can you give me the name of that again the one that you you listen to life of meaning life of meaning and it's Simon Sinek's podcast okay deadly okay I'll do a quick one here um I'm 
I'm still on uh, how I built this. I'm doing a bit of a, a binge. I'm going back through all the back episodes. I listened to um, an episode which is related to something we discussed, James, recently, which is um, Daniel Hume. Daniel the Hume chef. is a chef who was the guy who was the other half of the 11 Madison Park restaurant. You talked about the unreasonable hospitality, which was the front of house guy. This is the back of house guy. And he is um, really just interesting listen because I thought he was going to be right up his own hole. And he, I found him to be the is opposite. Is he not? I found him oh, to be the complete I opposite. I so got that impression from him on social media. Yeah, he's Swiss, right? Yeah, something I think like he's that. Swiss yeah. and he's so Swiss. He's just so stoic and basic and and he just seems like he doesn't get overcomplicated. Um, but he told a story on it about part of his training was with a French chef. And the French chef was really old school French chef. Like ran the kitchen like a military operation. Excellence everywhere. And he used to go himself in the morning to the farmer's market to pick up the, the ingredients. And he learned the importance of every little ingredient and how important it was from going to the market with him and watching him, right? And he said he remembers, he was with him like seven or eight years, two or three years in, he was walking across the kitchen with a bowl of peas and a pea fell on the floor. And he didn't notice, kept walking, put the peas down, came back and stepped on the pea on the way back, this was one. And he said, uh, he never forgave me for that. <laughs> That makes you seem very reasonable all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was so furious about it and he said he never, he, he said he probably never got over it and eventually he had to leave the kitchen. So he said like it taught him the importance of how to respect the ingredients, you know. And that is wild, isn't, isn't it? Wild. So that's, but that's an ethos more than like, it's not about the pee, it's the ethos. It's that you disrespected a thing, you need to be so careful with everything. And I, I come away with that you know, that conscientiousness about your work idea is that reaffirmation that details matter, the details matter. Um, I watched, related, I watched a little half hour mini documentary on YouTube about Singer, which is a, a company that makes Porsches. The Porsches, yeah. The Porsches. You put me onto them and I hate you for it. Yeah, these, they, they take old Porsches, they re-hand build them and they sell them for like a million quid. They're, they're like pieces of art, amazing things. But that guy takes details to the extreme and he just has on his wall in his garage, scrawl across in the most, uh, he, he basically took a spray can out and just wrote it on the wall huge for everyone to see it in, his, in the workshops. Everything is important. And that's now engraved in the car somewhere. Everything is important. And it's that, it's that detail, detail, detail. So I love that takeaway from it. So I'll, I'll put a, a link to that episode and to James's and to you whenever you send me yours. And, I <laughs> <laughs> and we can we can go You're check gonna him love out. You're going to Jamie. I, I'm going to convert you 100%. <laughs> Daily. So let's, let's lighten it up. Let's think about watching. Are you watching anything that's for entertainment these days that is fun uh, that you could put people onto? Elaine, what's um, going on? 
nostalgic um me i'm going down the harry potter um series films they were released on netflix probably three weeks ago maybe two weeks ago i'm on the last one of seven <laughs> <laughs> so i've been binging friday saturday sunday nights <laughs> I james. just got a high five from james thanks uh but i just again it's escapism it brings me right back to my childhood i'm lucky that i got to read the books before they became films from that uh era and Jamie's never read the books. What? Or or watched a moment oh, of Oh, they're amazing. Now, read the books. Don't watch the films. Like, the books are more important. But it just... Oh, it's just such a nostalgia. And, like, I just remember reading the books, not knowing how to pronounce anything, because, the, the, the na- you know, I'd only read the words. I so hadn't c- heard come them. Come here. So, uh, it's, everyone tells me this. I have, like, fucking zero interest in this, right? And I have no inclination. Like, I'll go and check out the podcast, right? Yeah. This thing, uh, it feels like a mountain to climb. So. Might be for you. Can you think or, Can you think of a reason why I might like oh, it? Either of you. The, the writing is excellent. The right. um, the character, uh, the character arc, it's sensational. Uh, no, but the, it's just a story. And she wrote the last, um, the, f- uh, the final chapter of the seventh book. Or is it six books? Uh, first so she so she always had a clear ending insight of how oh, things were cool. going to end and constantly working towards that it's not like I've, I've not read Game of Thrones but I hear there's some of those series they lose get lost along the way and um, but it, no she had a, a clear plan from the start uh, of how it was going to end and it was always building towards that and it's just amazing okay. and you know it's uh, yeah pure nostalgia I'll, uh, I'll buy you a book James okay do you know why you should read it details jk Rowling is amazing at details because you can you're the you're in the first chapter of the first book and you have without seeing harry potter the movie you have an image in your head of what he looks like and then of what his friends look like and then and then and you just have an image of everybody and then whenever the movies came out you're looking at it going oh i would have put it more like that and everyone had that same thing right okay and then like she said the character development in it is phenomenal and just the whole story behind it is, is great okay i'm I'm trying to crack my mind up well. <laughs> i'll see how get I get yourself away from the fact that it's it's wizards and it's fantasy let's go and read. for kids it's isn't that you're for kids <laughs> okay <laughs> good answer <laughs> good answer good answer okay okay harry potter jeez uh, i'm i'm learning a lot today daily um so i'll go next very quickly i watched your recommendation james the bear and for those if anyone tries it um first episode second episode uh was stressful i said that to james i came in i was like yeah I'm, i see it it's good it's good but um, it's stressing me out i don't know if i need more stress in my life and he's like get past episode three and he was so right oh my god i binged the whole thing i watched the whole season it's amazing cannot wait for the second season so are they doing a second season yeah are they i'm pretty sure i saw it on the thing season two being announced soon oh i'm so happy i didn't know that yeah so that's worth i i just want to double up on that recommendation the bear i think i watched it on disney is it is it on yeah disney? it is on disney yeah. yeah you're right yeah yeah so yeah so that's really good um i also watched this week uh arnold it's a new little mini documentary series three episodes on netflix arnold schwarzenegger 
Oh my god. Uh where to start with this one? It's like with everything with Arnold Entertainment. It's really easy to watch. It's it's a lot of fun. Like the guy's conquered three worlds. He's conquered bodybuilding. He's conquered uh the acting world and now he's also conquered politics. And whatever you think about him, his character or whatever else, like there are things in the documentary that are a bit a bit like raise your eyebrows at. But oh my lord, is he impressive? And um, it's a really fun watch. The one takeaway I took, uh, he, his dad gave him advice, and you'll see it, it's all the way through it. His dad gave him this one thing he used to always say to him. His dad was really hard on him, right? And he was like, Arnold, be useful. Be useful. Love that. Love that. Because it's something different about like, be excellent or be good or be, be useful is like, it's to other people, isn't it? And I always, when I hear that, I go, yes, I like that. And when you're being useful, you feel better. Mm. I always think that as well. So that's a good takeaway. So that's on Netflix now. It's called Arnold. Mm. Um, I think it's, if 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 you, I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to run for president, right? Yeah, because he's not American. Because he's not, he's not born, US born. Yeah. You would. Because that was the thing about Obama, because he was born in Hawaii, wasn't that's he? That's right, yeah. But it, Which is a US state. Yeah, but so. it wasn't at the time he was born. And that's and what the arguments were about with him. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think also the birther thing was the whole, like, oh, they yeah. were saying he was born in Africa or something like oh, that. Right. This is a, a racist, <laughs> awful thing. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, like, Doreen was watching it. She was like, listen, he's running for president. He has to be. This is a presidential run <laughs> thing. And it does feel like a promo piece. But it's still fun. It's still worth watching. It's still worth watching. So, um, James. I've not watched anything recently. I've started watching Succession, but I'm only like five episodes in, and I'm really enjoying that. You recommended that, uh, so I can't, I can't vouch for it the same way you did. But I, I am loving it. I've started doing a weird thing that Elaine's doing as well with the Harry Potter, where I'm just rewatching old movies. Now these ones I don't recommend to anybody. <laughs> Jill hates me for it when we sit down and watch it, but I'm just watching all the Fast and Furious are now on Sky. So I'm three in, I've watched three Fast and Furious movies over the past two weeks, and they're awful. The first one's okay, second one's terrible, third one's terrible, but I'm like, I'm just in it now. I'm going to watch all of them. (laughs) (laughs) There's like ten, I think there's ten movies. The Fast and Furious prison. Yeah, exactly. Paul Walker, is that? Yeah, he was in the first two. first two. first two. Yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel, yeah. It's okay. horrendous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. <laughs> no, no, but that's where I am with my TV at the minute. I'm just like I don't have the mental space to sit down and watch TV, TV sometimes. So I put shit on. I have watched. You've put me on to um, comedians and cars getting coffee. So I've watched a few episodes of that with Seinfeld. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Some are better than others, though. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you have to pick the right car or the right comedian, <laughs> and then they're good. Yeah, absolutely. Just on rewatching stuff. If I ever come into work and told you I've watched Inception at the weekend, worry about me. Oh. Yeah, when I stick that one on, it's like I, I have no, I have nothing left. I need something to cry, to be confused, <laughs> to quit. Like I just need Leonardo DiCaprio losing his mind from to help me, you know. So, so you ask go four layers deep on that. Yeah, if 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 I've watched that, worry, okay. okay. <laughs> So if Elaine's come in, we send her straight home if she's watched that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good shout. Okay, uh, right, we've got some shout-outs, lads. Um, 
Elaine, come on. You you have a ton of them here. I know you came in fully loaded today. I asked Jamie for a one-hour podcast for just <laughs> me and my and our Dunlear crew. Um, but I'm going to start with uh, Karen Tierney. Uh, so she's in Chris's uh, morning crew. And Karen is just consistency queen. Um, but gymnastics has always been a bit of a struggle. Um, and she's, uh, to quote, I'm going to get the hang of these fuckers. Uh, <laughs> is her quote on pull-ups um, and toast bar uh, so she got her first um, first toast bar in the last few weeks and then took them on in 23.1 um, and sorry she did the toast bar in the original 23.1 and improved on it nice. uh, a few weeks ago and then the um, what was last week oh yeah Jackie came to sorry <laughs> Uh, she got her first skip and pull up in the last week and then she did all 30 of them on um, on Saturday and I saw her come off the bar with you know a couple of seconds to go and I was like get back on get back on she's like I'm finished Elaine I did them all I, co- I couldn't believe it Amazing. Uh, so smashing it and then uh, Margot Brady so she's another one of the morning crew but she has had the biggest mindset shift in the last few weeks um, she wouldn't mind me saying she's been a bit um, she's always been a bit careful with weights and I'll stick with the empty bar I'll stick with the empty bar and she's like Elaine what am I afraid of what what took me so long this is amazing and she's just feeling better and better and better every week and the biggest win was last week she came into open gym she couldn't do game day on Saturday she came into open gym on Thursday evening and she did uh, the whole thing by herself oh, and Margo. smashed Margo. it smashed it pb 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 all around all three of her lifts were pbs oh my god yeah and then i've got two more quick ones Maeve Kavanagh. um she is again being so consistent she's taken on her sleep and nutrition in the last few weeks and it's it's transferred over into her training oh, yeah. uh, again got her first kip and pull up last week and then did them on in jackie uh, at the weekend but it's the increase in intensity and how she's attacking the workouts that's really um uh benefiting mave uh, so huge shout out to her and last one we have ash burton uh jamie you were in uh dunlear for was it 23.2 the jumping pull-ups the open yeah uh in the open and uh ash spent 15 minutes struggling to get 14 reps she had to fight and jump and frog leap the legs and do absolutely everything to get those jump and pull-ups and she got uh, all 30 on uh, Saturday so it's just been huge progress and again it's mindset and intensity shifts that have really helped there so huge well done to all of the crew smashed it well it's all happening in Dunlear for sure James have you got it for us? yeah I'm struggling to narrow it down honestly Um, I've got I've got a couple here that really stand out to me recently one is Cara Brown Cara has had like a, a fluctuating relationship with Bua. She loves it and then she falls off and then she loves it and then she falls off. At the minute, she's on a real high and she did maybe six or eight weeks of coming in every day, return to play. And then there was a gear shift in her. It just clicked one day and she was able to go that little bit further, a little bit faster. And she just hasn't slowed down since so there's just non-stop progress with her doing things she wouldn't normally do going faster than she thinks she should all that stuff it's an intensity and a mindset shift again and it's just so good to see i think i bumped into her the morning where <laughs> she changed gears yeah. she had done the workout and she was like something happened this morning james has been on me for weeks i've been building myself up yeah. and this morning it happened yeah so it's great to hear she's continuing on yeah and then i have a couple of other ones um connor McInerney. connor's here like a month and there was people, he was here on game day, PB just clean, PB just jerk, PB just clean and jerk, which happens whenever you're new, but he, he 
nailed them as well. But then on Jackie, he got to the pull-ups, and Connor has a beautiful kip swing already. He just hits position. It's a lovely flowy arch, and then a snapper hollow, and he was working through the pull-ups, and there's three or four people going, here, who's that? When does he train? When did he learn to do them? And my answer to everyone was, uh, Connor comes in at 5 a.m. every day, so he's here early. He does a little bit of mobility, a little bit of whatever he needs to do. And when I give him a coaching cue, he like studies it in his head, like squints at me, and then he goes and applies it. And he figures it out and just does the thing, only the thing. And he doesn't let things fall apart come workouts. And it really paid off on game day for him. So he's a massive shout out for me. Yeah, he stood out to me on game day. He like you can see he's still learning. It's here a month. Yeah. You can see he's like figuring out this is all unfamiliar. Came in and absolutely yeah. smashed it. Yeah, yeah he did so well. Really yeah. impressive. Deadly. Have okay. you got some? Yeah, I've got a few from from Pa in Selbridge. He sent over a list of people who've joined recently. Christina, Gillian, Tatiana, and Kevin, all new joiners, and they're all in the evening, super consistent, and they're getting to know everybody, and they're just, uh, I can see that he, from his message, like they're really bringing something to that evening crew, and they're bringing the heat every day, so he's delighted with them. He also wanted to give big congratulations Lauren and Daniel, congrats on their, their new baby, their first baby, Freddie, came along. They've just joined from CrossFit Green. And uh, yeah, so huge news for them, congrats. Um, I've got one more then for me, which is someone here in Santry, which is Marianne. Marianne took the organization of Festa Janina from Gillian and just ran with it. She, she sat down with her multiple times, herself and Diago did and uh, in the lead up, I just took ownership. You know, somebody who just said, right, we'll do this, we'll do that. You just give me the budget, give me the thing, and I'll go and get everything sorted. Came down, decorated the place the Friday night beforehand. And then I could just see her on the Saturday, quietly just going around and just fixing, adjusting, checking. You know, like somebody who was like, I want this to go really well. And I talked to her after, she was like, I was nervous. I really wanted everyone to to enjoy themselves. That's leadership. That's somebody who's like, I'm going to quietly go and do it and not look for the praise and not look for the, the attention. Um, and I just think she, like, it was a very different type of a day and it was really nice. So I, I just thought, what a, what a rock star. She showed up then on Sunday and, like, cleaned up the whole front of the place. She took down all the bunting. She did everything, quietly went to bed with the biggest hangover in the world. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I just think, like, what a legend. So big shout out to, to Marianne. Also to Carlos who did all the cooking. What a legend. I was watching, obviously I wasn't here, but I was thought, just thought the place looked amazing. I was like, there was such an attention to detail. I was like, I felt like I wasn't here, but I was amazed at the decoration, the outfits, the, I could tell, but I didn't realize it was Marianne. Unbelievable yeah. to, have, um, to have that involvement. Amazing, yeah. well done. Yeah. Okay, that's shout outs. We've got one final thing, our usual way we finish, overrated, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> now, Elaine, the rules of the game. One word to start with, okay? Oh, and then we'll okay. get your explanation afterwards. Okay, so okay. we'll get one word from each of us first. Okay. okay. So, um, overrated, underrated, sea swimming. One word, Elaine. <laughs> underrated. <laughs> overrated. Overrated. Oh my God, it's two to one. 
Okay, so I'm going to give the case against. Okay. Um, this is, I hate, I hate the cold. I just hate the cold. And then I also, I had lots of friends when I was growing up who loved surfing. And I'd go surfing with them and I found it really boring. It's like I also find skiing boring. I'm a bit weird that way. People love this. They fall in love with it. find it the most amazing thing ever. And then I'm like, oh, can this be over now? And I just, it just reminds me of cold wetsuits, getting, trying to get dressed on the side of a road somewhere, getting into something that just wasn't that much fun. Um, and the sea swimming for me just means that now. And I see a big craze, everyone do, doing it. And when you're not part of something like that, you just get annoyed by it, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> but I'm sure it's amazing. But for me, it's definitely overrated. This is this. OK, I'm going to change your life. Dry rope. Oh you never heard of a dry rope. You change under it. It keeps you warm, blocks you from the cold, keeps you hidden from everybody. That that does make a huge difference to sea swimming. Uh, but I used to be like that, terrified of the cold. Hate. I, I still hate sand. I really do not like sand. Um, hate going to the beach, but I love jumping off the pier into the cold. Um, but the dry rope was definitely game changer. But I started during lockdown. Uh, at a difficult like, like sorry okay yeah like the rest of the world but for me it was a difficult period of my life and it was something that uh really changed my mindset on life I was going through a bit of a hard time wasn't working at the time and um couldn't go see my friends we couldn't do anything mm. and then we were like oh, we can meet at the sea and that's what we did and it uh brought us all together we've been swimming all year round but tell you what I hate that everyone's there at the minute. That's my pier. Get away from my <laughs> pier. I own that pier. Uh, so I've swam Christmas Day, New Year's Day. How often do you go? Okay, old Elaine, like like three months previous to now, used to go every day, every second day. And oh, it's really? just a 10-minute dip. Uh, but I have to say, as my work has gotten busier, uh, it's something that I've neglected. And I went last night, and could I get a parking spot, Jamie Lawler? No, I could not. So right. I had to keep driving. So if all of the people who are only dipping because it's warm could please stop doing that and let me get into the sea, please. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's hugely uh, underrated for so many different reasons. It's an unbelievable recovery. Uh, I do notice that if I get into the sea after a training session, I feel unbelievable. My recovery is so much better. I sleep better. Um, it's a great way to meet friends as well. But all year round is the key, not just at this seasonal swimmer. Keep swimming, buy the gloves, the thermal gloves. Uh, I've got these most unattractive pair of thermal socks. Right. Uh, so do it right and it's amazing. Right, so not these fair weather people. Yeah. These We're getting into internal politics of sea swimmers now. Right, James, go on. So the the recovery bit I'm on board with when the water's freezing cold. It's not at the minute, therefore 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 hugely overrated. The other side of that is cold immersion for recovery. It's an anti inflammatory process and post training inflammation is a good thing in order to actually get better. If we remove the inflammation we remove the growth and everything that comes with it. Sorry to get too sciencey on you, but this is why it's hugely fucking overrated. Get out of the ocean and go to bed earlier. <laughs> wow. Okay. Everyone except for me, please, because I would like to continue. <laughs> <laughs> if I could verbalise the eye rolling going on from Elaine, I would. And James. <laughs> <laughs> eye rolling at okay. each other. Let's let's move on from this contentious topic. We got one more. Now this is a this is a, an unusual one. 
want you to think about this. Overrated, underrated. Instagram. Fuck. Overrated. Underrated. He just wants to disagree with me. Oh, sorry, Jamie. One word. Underrated. I'm surprised at your answer. Yeah, so I think it's underrated because... I feel like you're going to say what I'm about to say. Like, I... I hate that it exists, but then I also use it all the time. So therefore, I must find, I must find it useful. And not just... Like, obviously, we're all slaves to it in some ways. It has hacked our brains and made us keep picking up the phone and checking on the bloody thing. But also, it gives a way for a business like this to exist in the world because we can go out and advertise for free and get an audience without having to go through an advertising agency or something like that. So, like, it's an amazing thing when you think about it like that. It's also incredibly effective. We all give out about it, and yet we're always on the thing. So therefore, they've figured out the, the, you know, where to turn the dials on this thing so that we keep coming back to it. And uh, you notice some of the things you're not allowed to do. That's what I find interesting. They don't allow some things and, and it annoys their customers, but it's on purpose because it makes it more effective. So like, for instance, you can't add a link to your caption, for instance. Like, why would you not allow people to do that? It's a very deliberate decision. Obviously, they have a rationale somewhere to say that this would ruin something about it that that would get in the way of. And we can't understand all of those rationales. But there's so much talk on it. There's something that looks so simple. I always think that's a clever little fucking thing that I dislike. I hate being on it. Hate being on it. But I also got great advice from Logan Gelbrich that time. It's like, but everyone's on it. Get over yourself. It's the only way to get your your what you're believing out there at these days. So you just got to accept it. Uh, and he's and he's not an Instagram guy, right? But he's always on it. But you do it your way. I think that's where it's important. Right, Elaine, kill me. You're right, Jamie. You're <laughs> right. Uh, my, I suppose my background is marketing communications and um, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, they were all part of my work for a, for a long time and currently are part of my work as well. Um, so really I should be going the other way, but it's just the how people use them. It can be such a time suck, um, the mindless scrolling, um, that side of things that I don't like. Um, I have two separate accounts and I haven't logged into my personal one in, I couldn't tell you the last time I logged into it. And that has definitely helped um, I suppose separate that out and I used to get lost down a hole of fashion and buying this and buying that and buying the other but there's now a user for coaching uh you know what's going on across it and uh, what am I f like very specific it's not watching people I used to go to school with do x y and z it's very specific mm. what I use it for and I find it way more beneficial for that reason uh, but I probably should log into my old account shouldn't I and see if anyone misses me so you said it was overrated <laughs> <laughs> You're giving the case for here. <laughs> Guys, I I can't decide. <laughs> I can't decide. Get off Instagram. Decide. Get off Instagram, everybody. I think we're all on the same page here. It's the, the utility of it. So I don't follow loads of school friends and that sort of shit because I don't care. 
but I'm very selective with who I do follow. I follow accounts that I either find very useful towards my work or things that I'm genuinely interested in. Like that's Singer account. Like I want to like someday I'd love to buy a Porsche costs a million quid. And I'd love to buy one of theirs. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep following that because it's like a little it it one it's nice to look at, two it like extra little bit of motivation all the time. And then I follow other coaches. I try and post on it semi frequently as well to add a bit of value. I think it's it's the doom scrolling and the the nonsense dancing and all that non stuff that's on it. That's why I don't like TikTok because like you've no real control over what you see. Whereas on Instagram, it's mostly things you like. Then they throw random stuff at you, and if you don't stay on it, they don't throw you that random stuff anymore. If it's an interesting question to ask. If it could disappear tomorrow, would you want it to? I think that's an interesting question. Like for me, if I was. I would have to say no because it's a really good tool for me to build Bua and get the word out there which is a terribly sad answer to give but even if that went then I'd have to ask a real honest question do I want it to go and my initial reaction is definitely I'd love it didn't exist because I think life would get better but then at the same time what a hypocritical answer because here I am on the fucking thing all the time so uh, it's an interesting thing to reflect on because we do spend like uh, we were had a, a chat with the coaches the other day about how much screen time you're getting and somebody who will rem remain nameless pointed out that there's a pickup rate that the phone does as well how many times you pick the phone up throughout the day and it's astonishing the numbers that this particular person had <laughs> but i checked mine and we can all guess who <laughs> <laughs> and i was i was looking at going oh my god look at mine there they were better <laughs> But, but still pretty shocking. So um, there is something going on for sure in these things. And d do you know if you would get rid of it? If I keep it. You'd keep it? What would be your name? I keep it. And I want to say get rid of all the others because I don't use any of the others. But then all of the other people would flo flock to Instagram and destroy it. So, yeah. So keep it. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, we'd love to hear if anyone has any opinions on that. We'll stick it on the stories instagram kill instagram. it or keep it yeah kill it or keep it on instagram um that's us for this week thanks jamie thanks jamie thanks for coming elaine thanks for having me guys <laughs> i think we'll return next week to review game day and um lots more events Bye.